Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Strafford, Michael Palmer, Brandon Jones with you here to talk about uh, the recent Apple keynote and the idea of cell phones and smartphones in the classroom. First and foremost, though, to start off the show, Mike, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this uh, this action. Uh, the Apple keynote always is intriguing, uh, as is the topic of smartphones in the classroom. So, uh, so I'm uh, I'm good to go. Brandon, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm I'm real good. Um, I like uh, Apple. Uh, this is iPhone X, right? Oh, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah we will. But I, I feel like when do we get our trending in education X? Mm. Right. Like I, that, that may mm-hmm. be we can take that offline. But just yeah. to be clear, like, yeah, now that there's a 10th anniversary iPhone. Yes. And they went with the X, although they're calling it the 10. They're calling it the 10, but they went with the letter X. Right. Which people are going to call whatever they want. Sure. It's yeah. like a variable. It is. We're getting into mm. the goods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, getting yeah. The goods. Yeah. But like, I just want to put it out there, Dan. I think this is producer, producer Dan sure. in this part of your role. Our intrepid producer, Dan Strafford. Yes. Um, when, go when go on. Get that? I, I feel like we could have it. We could have it yeah. now. Yeah. And where are our iPhone 10s, Dan, too, yeah, while Dan. you're at it? Because like that will make us much better hosts. Right. Got it. Um, so, so I'm on that. that. File, file that yeah. away for yeah. later conversation. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, the, the I, I will. It is filed away. It is on yeah, the glossary. You're active notes, that right? is how yeah, filed I mean, it is. You're, you're preparing your next question, but you're also taking a memo right I'm, now. I'm I'm toroboing yeah, right now. Asking, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mike, this keynote from uh, Apple and also uh, the topic of uh, smartphones in the classroom. Something uh, we've touched on with the smartphones and bring your own device and things like that into the classroom. What about? the iPhone 10. What about this keynote about the different technologies Apple's really pushing uh, struck a chord with you uh, and made sense to bring uh, to trending in education? Sure. Uh, so definitely want to talk about uh, what they're doing with their iPhone. So there's a lot of new new action there that I think is worth talking about. Uh, but before we actually within that realm, uh, love me some animojis. So the, the animojis uh, were intriguing to me, uh, both in terms of their uh, superficiality, uh, but also uh, I think they were an interesting uh, component. So that's like uh, you uh, through facial recognition, uh, you can uh, create a real-time avatar of yourself uh, as uh, uh, an animal. Uh, there's also a, a talking uh, poop animoji uh there's a lot of really highbrow intellectual stuff which i which i like to get into so so i thought the animojis uh were interesting uh apple tv going to 4k uh also i thought was interesting uh but but i thought in terms of learning and uh you know what people are talking about in education um i think as smartphones continue to mature how they relate to what uh what makes a good uh, learning environment, a good classroom, I think is, is a really uh, interesting topic for us. So yeah, before we get there, one more yeah. uh, mo- moment of, uh, of sort of frivolity. Yeah. Um, a, a number of us uh, here at Kaplan, as we, we were traveling um, right after the announcement and we're talking about um, a decision tree mm-hmm. for whether you should get the eight or the 10. Yes. And so it went like this. Do you have a face? Yeah. If no, then eight. If yes, do you have an evil identical twin? Yes. If no, I mean, I mean, I understand the question. I, I, right. I, whether I have an evil identical twin or not is, is it immaterial. Really you, Mike? Yeah. Is it really you? Let's move on. If yes, on eight. the next trending education. If no, do you ever get so messed up 
that you can't recognize yourself in the morning? If yes, yeah. eight. If no, ten. So, um, if, if curiously, just to, to put the final close on this um, uh, little meandering yeah. uh, part, yeah. uh, we we were talking about this, and then we were at dinner with um, the the crew, and there was a woman there who has an evil identical twin. For real? Yeah, I mean, she has like she has an identical twin who is maybe maybe a little evil. Well, who knows? Who knows what the other identical twin? I mean, maybe, you know, maybe she you know, is the one. Yeah, yeah. But so I was like, you are the person for whom this decision tree is made. <laughs> you, my friend, should get the eight. Yeah, and and that's so. What you're getting at here is interesting too. So this is the replacing the thumb the thumbprint. No thumb. It's a thumber. Is a bummer. <laughs> but instead of the thumbprint, there'll be no home button on the new iPhone. It, and it just to unlock. It's just your face. With your face. You unlock it with your face. Do you have a face? If no, then eight. What I don't understand that part. If you don't have a face, yeah, facial recognition is going to be hard. So you should get to the eight and the eight and the ten are coming out at the same time. Don't they both have facial recognition? No, no the, the ten still the got ten, the home yeah. button. Oh, eight still got the thumb. Oh, the eight that would have been so so much more important for you to know when we were talking uh, about the decision. The tree. eight is basically the eight. The seven S. Like the eight should be the seven S. The way the, right. the they've done it in the past. But um, you get an emojis, right? With, with no, that's the ten. That's just oh, the ten. It's all in the ten. And it's a thousand dollars. Like that's the thing for me that you stood out. The face. cost. <laughs> Well, and then and then the other one uh, is the whole uh, identity theft, like facial theft. Yep, is a new thing. Yeah, like I John mean, John Travolta was it John Travolta? John Travolta, and Travolta. Nick Cage. Yes, nailed it. They would have been able to open each other's phones. Face or the man with no face. Yeah, yeah. and then exactly, and then Arya, you know, from uh, from the Game of Thrones, yeah, the faceless man, woman. Yeah. So what can you do? She can open up everybody's phone. Everybody's phone. Yeah. I mean, suddenly you're going to want to have more. I should put that in the decision tree. Do you live in Westeros? <laughs> if yes, yes. Eight. eight. Get the iPhone eight. 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 Eight's yeah. a slam dunk. Yeah. yeah. So that one's interesting, too, uh, just in terms of uh, facial recognition and creepiness factor. You know, so like the idea that the uh, the, the man is is evaluating my face and now my face is on record yeah. like what does that what does that mean in terms of protecting my identity whereas like your thumbprint uh, i kind of don't right like unless I'll you're like that. into like heists right. like unless you're like <laughs> yes. a, a a cat burglar <laughs> yes. what if like i am brandon what if i am right 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 so so anyway a lot going on on the the Apple front, uh, and then how does that relate to? Uh, and then we're trying this segue alert. Yep. And, and Dan, you'll add uh, you'll add some sound around the segue. Sure. Segue time. Segue time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the segue <laughs> goes to uh, smartphones in the classroom. Right. Just to qualify your point, Dan, I don't think we're necessarily talking about cell phones in the classroom. Right. So the superset of cellular technology phones that might work in the classroom. We want to focus on the smart ones. Pagers. Sure. I want to talk about pagers in the classroom. We don't want like Miami Vice style Sonny Crockett phones in the class. We're we're against. I'm against that. Yeah. Unless it's a history class. If you want to talk about history of technology, you can bring an old school cell phone to the classroom. Yeah. But I think what we're talking about is more like uh, like an Apple phone. Uh, but uh, one of the topics that I think is interesting related to the 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 Apple announcement is just the cost of these phones yep. and like. To make that a, an effective tool for a classroom, you got to bring that cost down, and you got to be able to provision everybody in in the class and or think about how folks could share technology. Um, but uh, but yeah, well, what do you guys think, smartphone wise? So it's a thousand dollars for the yeah. iPhone 10, iPhone X. Um, I also saw that all carriers are now doing away with their subsidy for iPhones. It used to be that you they 
basically cut the the cost for you so you would buy it and uh engage with it but i guess verizon was the last one to do away with that so you're paying full freight uh for the iphone 10 um wherever you're doing it uh which is interesting because over time cell phones have changed their model and and changed how you can get one now you're almost leasing one through a different carrier uh and Mm -hmm. to mike's point it how do you solve for a classroom full of different socioeconomic students who all come from different backgrounds and come from different economic backgrounds uh, to give them all the same level of engagement. Brandon, you've talked about this before. Um, it seems like it's a great idea to have smartphones in the classroom and have that level of engagement, but there seems like there's a lot still to solve for in, in that way. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think we'll, we'll eventually get to this, an article that came out earlier this year that talked about some uses for smartphones in the classroom, which we, which I think we can just run through the list there. But um, yeah, I, I think that's a problem that is going to be um, localized to places where it's a problem, mm-hmm. right? Like there are a lot of classrooms across the US that are, for better or worse, I think probably for worse, but you know, value judgment aside, pretty homogeneous Mm -hmm. that, you know, everyone has about the same level of affluence, whether that's a lot or a little. Mm -hmm. So in those classrooms, I think that the teachers probably have um, more, uh, more leeway um, or the, the, the lane is a little narrower. Uh, The other thing about mobile technology is is something like 95% of kids in the U S have access to a smartphone. Mm -hmm. And that may not be their own smartphone. It may be a parent's smartphone. It may be shared. Mm-hmm. But like the dev- the one device, like ve- like that, the, the number of students who have access to um, uh, a laptop or desktop or um, you know, really good high-speed internet is much lower. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, in terms of the device that you're going to have, mm-hmm. this is like, this is the device. It's the smartphone. And it doesn't need to be the thousand dollar iphone 10 Mm -hmm. it can be you know an iphone 6 which presumably prices will come down on that over time as you know there is a new line of the 8 and the 10 and the 7 like there are other devices that you can get used refurbished etc where the prices aren't a thousand dollars still i don't want to trivialize a 300 or 400 dollar spend but that is 30 or 40 percent of the price of the iphone 10 not to mention and this thought was brought to you by our friends at google uh, but there's also uh, Android phones out there, right? Right. So, like, nice. not really. <laughs> but there's all sorts of opportunities to gain that level of access. What's interesting is in a BYOD world, bring your own device, and you expect um, people to show up with their own devices. You then have to be able to balance for uh, a mixed set of users, and that's true just in terms of good software design, like it's it, and good app design. Like you have to think through can we get an Android experience as well as an Apple experience to be able to, to sort of fully service uh, an audience? I think it is particularly interesting around the iPhone uh, 10 because it is, uh, they're, they're segmenting their market and saying that there is like a, an ultra high end right. uh, who will have access to, I heard a lot of it is tied to the OLED uh, glass, uh, which Apple couldn't actually support the demand for that if they were to roll it out more broadly so they they then create this this high-end skew right the eight actually exists in large part because they couldn't make enough tens correct yeah Yeah. and then and then that you know it's it's like a good um uh really product strategy marketing strategy play to kind of control that 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 demand by raising the price and then also opening up the 
the eight plus as the the sort of middle option uh, where that price might have intimidated folks more. But now that you're like, well, at least it's not a thousand bucks, you know, so. So it's interesting that they're playing at that high end of the market. And then uh, I think if you're talking about designing for uh, for like, let's say, like a K-12 classroom setting, you have to account for um, a more diverse set of uh, of use cases. You got to account for the people who who don't have access to a phone. And uh, even if it is that five percent you're talking about, um, it, it it does, you know, with cell phone with smartphone technology becoming more, <laughs> you got me sunny Crockett. yeah more more cheap and uh widely available it's easier for schools and educators to uh to provide additional um phones for for kids who may not have right. them and then also uh be a little more thoughtful around your lesson planning so that the idea of sharing uh sharing access and understanding where um you know access to different levels of technology is something that you could learn about and you could actually build that into a lesson plan. I think all those things are, 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 are interesting and, uh, and probably worth digging into a little bit. Yeah. I think that, um, one thing that that's maybe this, this may be, um, uh, pretty peripheral to this conversation, but, uh, sm- smartphones that students have them are also, I think, a thing that parents take away in yep. some cases, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you lose your phone privileges because you are a bad kid. Yes. Uh, so, you know, if if assignments, for example, are being moved to your phone and it's not through, you know, like uh, an app that you can also access through a desktop, mm-hmm. um, that that's going to be complicated, too, because there's going to be the kid who doesn't do her homework because mm-hmm. she genuinely lost smartphone privileges. And right. then there's going to be the slacker that sees that that's a pretty good excuse. <laughs> yeah. And 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 that slacker might even say a dog ate my smartphone. A dog ate my smartphone. There right. it is. Thank you. Thank but you. I want to get to that list because Brandon made a good point. There is a, a good list of use cases for smartphone in the classroom. But, Mike, you were just talking and it, it brought me back to our influencer episode, right, where we were talking about. Um, these ed tech companies getting data and needing it, obviously, to see if their products are good and seeing if they can sell them to other school districts. This seems like a, a, another data set where Apple or Android, if if they push to be in the classroom, they get access to a whole lot of data points about education, about students in the classroom. Um, do you think it, it it's a good move like for them, a good move for education that these, you know, Apple and Google would have access at that sort of fundamental level in the classroom of what students are doing, how they're interacting with information? Or do you see it as a possible negative, like we're talking the, the nefarious side of ed tech that could come through or permeate uh, with the data sets? Do you see smartphones in the classroom as a, a net positive? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I come back to my 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 standing position on this. Like, if if technology enables new modes of instruction and new ways to lesson plan and give people access to information, and that's like the list that we're talking about, I'm all about it. Uh, and I think the learner, uh, although obviously it's more sensitive when you're dealing with uh, with minors, but like the learner sort of providing their learning information uh, in service of their own learning. Uh, I actually think makes makes a lot of sense, and if that's really the design intent of the application and and of the the sort of the way in which the technology is used, I think it makes a lot of sense, and I think it's going to advance uh, the game. If instead it's more, um, I'm having trouble coming up with a lesson plan. I'm going to have the kids watch Sesame Street uh, while I'm a huge fan of Sesame Street. Uh, you know, that's sort of like it enables some 
some technology driven work that is probably not as beneficial and in, and then and then i think there are some boundary cases where what happens with any sort of information that's captured in a classroom uh, will continue to be a, a sensitive topic. I think that's even one that we did want to talk about on a show uh, down the road, you know, in light of like the Equifax breach yep. and like all the the stuff that we're seeing around data security, data privacy. Obviously, that's that's a concern. I'm not sure how much it's tied specifically to smartphones. It's probably just tied more to use of technology in education, period. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a nice tie back, Dan. Yeah, I, I think uh, I try my best. Um, I, I think what you're, I'm, I'm going to oversimplify yeah, what you're saying. Sure. Um, but what I hear you saying is that you're a fan of great teachers, mm-hmm. right? Because really, um, stated another way, and I, I agree with uh, at least my interpretation of what yeah. you were saying. <laughs> but like what you know, it, it, technology in the classroom can be used well mm-hmm. in you know, like really smart lesson planning and. Um, you know, like to take that a little further, a teacher who's going to be so engaging that if she opens up use of smartphones in her classroom, students are going to, there's like, a, she's, she's great enough to get them over the urge, just be sending text messages to their friends the whole time. Yep. Um, the same thing done by a less uh, organized, committed, uh, capable teacher, you know, turns into just, uh, you know, wasted time mm-hmm. or um, you know, a crutch. So uh, it's, it's, you know, uh, great teachers can help answer this too, like whether technology should be, is a net positive or net negative in the classroom. Agreed. And, and I think the related point is there are skills that those teachers will need. Obviously, they needed to be good at classroom management. You bring, you allow st- your students to use smartphones. Classroom management gets to a new level, totally. And even your digital readiness as an instru- as a human in the, the in the in 2017, like you need to understand what types of unacceptable behavior could happen. How do we think about uh, establishing guidelines and then enforcing them? And then uh, the other issue related is, you know, how do you, how do you think about how do educators and uh, folks who care about learning, how do you think about the concept of parental consent when you're talking about bringing technology into the classroom, which I think gets at uh, what Dan was talking about. I think all those things require uh, a more sophisticated understanding of really the world, but I think more and more that's going to be what makes teachers successful. Uh, And that's another reason why everyone, if you know an educator, tell them to listen to this show. You know, like it really will help them. And if you don't know an educator, <laughs> like really find yeah. one, yeah. How find you one. Right. You're like tiny uh, little hovel that you live in. Um, yeah. How did you get this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, good job. Nice job, thought leader. Can I read this yep. list? Please. Like I want it's to. It's time for the list. It's time for the Dan, Dan, you'll add the list music now. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dan, uh, Dan will post this to the glossary. I think the. Um, you're still working on that, I think, probably. But the nine uses for smartphones in the classroom. This yes. is an article from earlier this year. In no particular order? No. Well, I'm going to read them in the order that they're <laughs> listed here, homie. Um, so I, I don't think we need to go deep on, on all of them, but just yeah. to list the nine. So mm-hmm. this is classroom uses for student smartphones. These are This is a proposal from one writer here. Yep. Uh, research, Twitter, social media. I, I guess that's number three, as distinguished from Twitter. Sure. Uh, text messaging. Yes. Calendars. Sure. Discussion forums. Mm-hmm. Student response systems. Yes. Photos and videos uh-huh. and audio recording. So right, right. I think just to talk about this list for a couple minutes, 
we had an episode where we talked about social media uses in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So I, I think maybe Twitter and social media, we can say, go check out the back catalog. Yeah. Um, but for some of these others, were there any on that list, Mike, that, uh, that jumped out that you thought were either particularly good or particularly bad? I thought the audio recording, which is number nine, uh, and, uh, close to our hearts because we're, sure. we're doing it right now that's our medium yeah yeah but uh but the idea uh another topic for us to dig into downstream is uh the the evolution of uh of consumption uh to more and more of what we used to only be able to read we can now listen to uh and then similarly the the power of of being able to write versus being able to generate um media um, I think it sort of touches on those concepts and, uh, you know, I like to talk about how, you know, you skate to where the puck is going. Um, it does seem like more and more folks will need to develop some kind of media savviness to understand other means of consumption besides uh, traditional, you know, reading and writing. Uh, and at the same time, not lose sight of the value of learning reading and writing as sort of fundamental. Because uh, reading, I don't know if you know this, it is it's it, fundamental. It, it is fundamental. Yeah. Uh, but maybe over time, like media savvy starts to become more uh, fundamental. And the idea of bringing that into the classroom, I think is interesting. The other thing that I, I think is interesting is that as a contrast to photos and videos, because I think when you are bringing it into the K-12 setting, um, audio just is de-risked in a lot of ways where like, you, you know, you don't take pictures, you know, like just, just you don't want to be dealing with if you're if you're not ready to sort of go there as an educator having your your students taking pictures and recording video in your class. I, I just as someone who understands classroom management, I, I probably wouldn't go there. I would, yeah. I would go to audio first. So I think there's there's a lot of value um, in in that particular concept. Um, I don't know what you guys think. I, I think it's interesting from also letting your students record and listen back. Like you were talking sort of using it as a, but just the idea of reinforcing what was said in the classroom, allowing them to listen back to a lecture or to some sort of lesson would be a big one to me too. Um, but I think to your point um, about video and, and photos, we have to sign a waiver for our daughter and we can say yep. no or yes. And so they do it and to use social media, like they'll post to Twitter at my daughter's elementary school and they'll mm -hmm. do those sort of things. Uh, so I do think that that's an interesting subsection of that for teachers responsibility and being mindful of how they're teaching that but i do think to your point about being media savvy uh, along i like the idea of teaching the whole student here like teaching them the the how social media works and what you should post what you shouldn't be posting when it's right to take photos when it's right to take videos of people that's a much bigger problem for teachers mm -hmm. to handle but i do uh, i think part of this list uh, fits in there what about you brandon what what stands out to you on this list yeah, the two for me are um, text messaging and student response systems, I guess, to yeah. start with the latter of the two. I, I think this is a real, there's real value in this and, it, and using your phone to it's replacing eye clickers or other clicker um, uh, options. Uh, this this way, the, the students who, you know, are, are a little more reticent are, they're still engaged, I think, uh, by, the, by the instructor. There's data collection that's interesting, I can help, I think can help make teachers better teachers if they see sort of collectively where the holes in the understanding is so I think that's that's really good I mean I think if you're just if you think you're going to only use your iPhone or your smartphone uh, rather for um, polling you, you got like you still have to you're wading into the use of smartphones I think you should probably use it for more than just that but I think that's a particularly good one and then text messaging um, basically every educational outfit that is engaging with students through text messaging sees engagement go up tremendously. Mm -hmm. So text messaging is the way that 
people want to communicate. Um, even young people, I mean, it's not the only way they're snapping, et cetera, but like that, that is, that is a way they communicate with their friends and their parents and done right in a way that's particularly the example given here is remember history quiz this Friday. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of transactional, uh, engagement, you know, that that's, um, you know, intended to keep people informed, uh, can be really good. So I, I think that's a, that's another way that I would, uh, I, I would be pro that one on this list. Mm-hmm. Lots to uh, break down here from smartphones, not cell phones, but smartphones in the classroom. Uh, a couple more articles we didn't even uh, get to as of yet, but this will be a topic I'm sure we come back to over the course of uh, year two of Trending in Education. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode. We're going to close it out. Brandon, Mike, no more. Uh, any thoughts to leave people with here on smartphones in the classroom or anything you're taking away from the keynote uh, to uh, this uh, use case in, in education? Check uh, in. Check in. Let's... let's let's make sure we put the smart back in smartphones mm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Let's make people smarter using their phones. Uh, and they're called smartphones. I think we should get the phone out of smartphone. I really do. <laughs> like, I think that we should, there yeah. should be a new, a new name, a new name, like who, uh, other than, and you know, like my, my uncle, uh, calls me on my phone, right. like my mom, right. I, I'm my mom. I hope you keep calling, but Please, like, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> but what is, I, this is not a, this is not a phone. It's, this is a internet enabled device, yeah. you know, in my pocket. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Not as much, but that's why I'm putting it out there. I like that. Audience. If you have an idea, if you have an idea, come, come at us. I, on the one last, my, my last closing thought on nomenclature. Let's do it. Um, the, the 10, Yes. The X. The X. Roman they, numeral. Yeah, they've they've really gone and put themselves in a bit of a bind. Because right. do they do they go XI for the next one? So you know the Super Bowl just went through this. When they went to fifty, they went back they to went back, Arabic numerals. Correct. Yeah. And then and now suddenly fifty one, they just went L I. You know? And then fifty two is gonna be L I I. They did? Yes. They're, they're going back to they're going they're going back to yep. Roman. They are? Yes. This on an upcoming trending wow. in education, we're gonna go deep into this. We've got this. a sports show we should do, I yeah. think. Which numbers uh, and also how do you number things? When when is Roman appropriate? Was Arabic only for one year? Yes. Yes. That's incredible. And I was going off on it. Like my, my all of my my many Twitter what, what my the, many what Twitter followers heard my screeds on this. What, yes. What the L? What the L? Yeah. Yes. We're going to leave this episode right there. Look forward to a future episode on sports and uh, apparently sports usage of Roman numerals and Arabic yeah. numerals. Uh, with that said, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, you've been listening to Trending in Education.